0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. Welcome to DC Collectors Radio for the week of September 1st, 2018. I'm your host, Ashley Wilbanks. This week, we got some toy news, covered Dragon Con 2018 a little bit. No comic review of this week for this week, and I'll tell you why. And maybe a little movie news. Just depends. Just depends. So let's get started. Um, first up, with the toy news from the week. Okay, so towards the end of, uh, or the beginning of, this past week, Hot Toys released a few solicitations, one and, and and both are from a figure line called Molly. I'm not exactly sure what this is. Well, I'll do my best to explain it from what I understand. So there is an artist named Kenny Wong who creates this uh, this character, Molly. Uh, and and basically what Molly is is is, is Molly is embodying a confident, independent, and courageous every girl who has become the signature creation of Kenny Wong, the graphic designer and illustrator from Hong Kong. What Hot Toys does is they, uh, along with Kenny Wong, they take these figures and they give them a pop culture spin. These are 23 centimeters in height, and I'm sorry, I don't I don't really know my centimeters two inches conversion, so I'll have to dig that one up somewhere, once my internet comes back up. And just as a side note, I'm dealing with no internet right now, so this really sucks. Thank you, AT and T, um, for giving me no or or making it where I have no internet for this week. Great, great, great week. This Harley has a kind of a chromish look to it a metallic chrome look but it's got a purple and green paint app in this chrome look to it she's sitting on a like a jack-in-the-box with with the joker's emblem on it instead of a jack and she's sitting on top of it with a mallet in her hand looking all cute and again this is supposedly molly in a harley quinn disguise it looks pretty cool. I like the paint app. Anything metallically, chromy looking really uh, catches my eye, so it looks really nice. Now, I've never seen one of these in person, so I can't... I, I, I don't know much about it. I know they've released others in this line before, um, but I'm just not sure exactly how they turned out, just because I've, I've never seen one up close. There is also a Wonder Woman coming out, too. Uh, now, this is just a regular... Wonder Woman standing in a dramatic or, or a statuesque type pose legs kind of you know shoulder width apart and her uh, fists on her on her hips and she's standing on a, another box a with the Wonder Woman logo on it and of course this is Molly again just dressed like Wonder Woman uh, this one is a little bit taller at 29 centimeters in height uh, there is no price point on these that I that I have seen now typically sideshow collectibles will put these up for pre-order on their site but i haven't seen them listed just yet again these are part of hot toys artist mix line from kenny wong they look cool they look cute you know kind of a big head style figure as a lot of uh, collectibles are these days with the big eyes I, I just don't know a price point. I don't know the value in this until we see them up close. I, I, you know, it's hard to comment on what these things will actually turn out like until we see something further. We'll just have to, we'll have to go with that. They look really cute and we will hope to see something from them soon. We also got a little news from GameStop this week in the form of a leak. Now, If you remember, maybe a month or so, or right around San Diego Comic-Con time, GameStop announced that they'd be releasing a line of DC-inspired Jim Lee Funko Pops. And the first one was Batman, and he was standing on uh, like the roof of a building in a dramatic pose with his cape billowing to the side. And it was from Batman Hush. Now, the next pop in this line, according to a leak of an image... From I think it was an Instagram user. No, I no, it was on the Facebook group popping off about Funko. They posted a picture of what I'm guessing is some maybe magazine article or magazine image from some sort of GameStop magazine. But it's a picture of the Joker. This is another one of those deluxe Jim Lee style figures. This is a Batman hush Joker. And it's from the very first time we see the Joker in the comic where he's standing on uh pile of garbage the only thing he doesn't have i think in the comic he had a gun in his hand with the word bang sticking out of it i'm not sure but this is very funko's interpretation of jim lee's the joker artwork this one will be limited to only twenty four thousand pieces and should hit game stops in october remember this is game stop exclusive now to go along with this It appears that GameStop will be will be expanding this line of Jim Lee inspired pops, and will include the Flash and Wonder Woman in 2019. No word on how early in 2019, just that we should be checking for those soon. And if you know, I, I have a blurry image of it. On dccollectors.com. All I can tell is his stance in the image. I'm sure that there are probably better versions of the image out there now. uh, Just because it's been a little bit. But this hasn't officially been solicited to my knowledge yet. Just, Just the leaked image that we've seen online. Cryptozoic Entertainment is releasing a line of DC Little Bombshells backpack clips. These are reminiscent of all the all the uh, little bombshells figures, or vinyl figures that uh, Cryptozoic Entertainment has released in the past. They just come with a little uh, beaded chain with a hook in their head to to make them backpack ready. In this first assortment, you get Harley Quinn, Wonder Woman, Catwoman, Poison Ivy, Batwoman, Black Canary. And two rare noir figures uh, of Harley Quinn and Wonder Woman. They look, they look cool. Again, I'm not the biggest fan. If you've listened to any other podcasts, I'm not the biggest fan of the Bombshells line. I know they're popular. I know they're, that some people dig them. They're just not my bag. I mean, they're you know I don't have a taste for them. So, like I said, they look cool as far as vinyl figures go. And if you are into the Bombshells line, I'm sure you'll love them. I'm sure you'll love them. Uh, but again, they're just not my take they were designed by pedro astudillo hope i didn't get your name wrong and they're sculpted sculpted by sam greenwell who's a pretty recognizable name in the sculpting industry i'm trying to see when these will be available uh i don't see a release date on here but i'm sure that they will be available fairly soon Uh, nope they're available now according to the article, and they are four ninety nine each. I'm not sure. I, these are probably, yes, they're blind bags, so you don't know what you're getting. I'm not sure how many come in a pack. It's, I know they have a picture of the box somewhere on the website, but it doesn't show how many come in a box. So be on the lookout for those. You can usually find these at places like GameStop or even your local Walmart in that little up front section with, like, uh the magic cards and Magic the Gathering cards and baseball cards and football cards. That that little section in Walmart, usually you can find uh, these uh, bombshell things from Cryptozoic Entertainment. Uh, next up, Iron Studios officially solicited their upcoming Lobo statue. Now, when we first saw this at San Diego Comic-Con, I was under the impression this was the same scale as their other uh statues but this is not this is a, actually a one six scale statue and it's going to retail for right at a thousand bucks doesn't give the edition size all all it says is you know limited edition it's based on artwork by ivan reese and looks uh really really cool if you hadn't seen this picture i highly suggest you get over to dc collect dc and, uh, and check it out. This is a super detailed statue. You now, I know that Iron Studios produces detailed statues just in a smaller scale than what this is. So it was kind of surprising when I realized this was a 1-6 scale statue right in line with the stuff you see from Prime 1 Studio. It's a really uh, a violent looking Lobo piece because he's on his, he's on his uh, space chopper, whatever you want to call that thing. And uh, it looks like he's got his big old hook, and he's hooked it into some uh, bounty or criminal or whatever he's after. Kind of ripped into his gut, and he's all bleeding out right there. He got his uh, dog on the on the chopper with him. He comes with looks like a swap out head, so you can have the long haired look where it's hanging down, or you can get like this wild, uh, frizzy spike hair look for Lobo as well. Um, this one should be available last quarter of 2019. You could probably pre-order this thing here fairly soon. So if you are in the market for something like this, if you if you've never purchased a Lobo statue because you're waiting for that right one, this may be the right one. It is absolutely fantastic looking. Woo! And remember, this is from Iron Studios. So typically, Iron Studio pieces you can find at Sideshow. Uh, com or probably even Entertainment Earth if you were looking for that. Alright, and that looks like it's about it for the toy news last week as far as solicitations go. Now there was some other news. The NPD released uh, kind of a uh, top 10 toy franchises for the first half of 2018. Interestingly enough, <laughs> I would think that Star Wars would probably be leading the pack in this, but they're not, they're not, uh, and, and I was surprised at what was leading the pack, and the number one, uh, toy property from January to June 2018 was LOL Surprise, I'm assuming this is some blind bag toy thing, uh, that's super popular now, if you go on YouTube, every other toy video or review video is a blind bag opening video, And uh, that that falls right in line with what the kids like these days. DC Comics was ranked number nine out of the top ten, which is surprising. If you go back and look year to year, last year, Batman was number five. They didn't have a a DC Comics per se uh, property. It was just Batman. And Batman was number five, which was kind of, wow, just, it was high up there. But it looks like uh, DC has taken a little dip there. Now, from what I can tell, and what the e- MPD comes up with, is that a lot of this is due to just the movie tie-ins. The movie's not performing as well at the box office as they could have. Um, certainly, Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, Justice League, Justice League, oh my goodness. Has really taken, made the franchise take a hit in terms of toy sales for the year. Uh, and, And this could be why we don't see the likes of Mattel at every Walmart you go to. Like my Walmart, I live in a smaller town. I don't have any Mattel DC product on the shelf at all. We occasionally get those 12 inch. Uh, like evergreen batman line toys or 12 inch justice League toys and that's it that's it no dc multiverse figures uh we barely had justice League figures on the shelf we got the first wave that was it and of course they didn't sell out so that hurt too hurt for reorders you know i Adding a lot of this data together, you can see why DC Comics fell to number nine. Now I'm hoping that with Aquaman, because it seems like toy companies are making a big push with Aquaman this year. I don't know why. Maybe they, maybe they see something that we don't in the film. Maybe they've seen you know some early previews or something. But Funko has gone all out. Mattel looks like they're going all out with Aquaman. Uh, Even some of the statue companies are really putting out some product based on that movie. So I'm hoping that's a good sign. I'm hoping that means Aquaman is going to be a fantastic film and people are going to buy up Aquaman merchandise in droves. I'm hoping that's a good sign. Still too early to tell for Shazam. We have gotten a few solicitations for Shazam products. Not many, it's still too early. That movie comes out next year. So expect by the end of the year we'll start seeing some some toy solicitations for that. But Aquaman really right now is is hopefully gonna push Mattel higher in terms of rank on the on the toy aisles to really bump this number up for uh the D C comics property. And and maybe from the July to December time frame, we'll see a bump up in these in these numbers as well. And, of course, Toys R Us going out of business definitely hurt things. I think that toy companies... I think the toy companies realized how bad it would hurt if Toys R Us went away, whereas fans didn't. There's a new report going out that Walmart, in a majority of their stores, will be increasing the toy aisle section... Thirty to forty percent in stores. That's that will be a tremendous boom for the toy industry, and I hope that happens. I hope we see a bigger selection of toys. I hope we see that Mattel gets some shelf space in Walmart. That's where the majority of your kids are buying their toys. Not every city had a Toys R Us. Not every every city has a Target. Every city has a Walmart. Every city has a Walmart. It's imperative that Mattel especially since they have the Master Toy license get a foothold into at least every Walmart. Funko as well. I don't I, would, I don't even have Funko product at my Walmart. We had some Harry Potter keychains. Pop keychains, that was it. And around the time The Force Awakens came, we had some The Force Awakens Pops, but again those just sort of stayed around because at the time Walmart really didn't know where to put those kinds of items. They some, you know, the pops were over there on the shelf with the uh As Seen on TV items. So there it, it was kind of confusion. It wasn't in a readily available place for collectors and for kids to see. Hopefully that changes. Now that Walmart is saying they're gonna expand the toy aisles. We'll see. I'm hoping that's uh I'm hoping that's a big change coming our way. All right, now let's dig into a little place that I've been this weekend called DragonCon 2018. DragonCon, if you don't know, is like Atlanta's and, and Georgia's biggest convention of the year, pop culture convention of the year from what i can tell and i've seen over the last few years it's basically the biggest cosplay expo that you'll ever go to everywhere you look somebody's dressed up in some sort of uh pop culture costume even if even if you're not totally dressed up you'll see just random people walking around with regular clothes on but with stuff like elf ears on just to showcase their their nerdiness for for pop culture, it's a it's a really cool event. It takes place in downtown Atlanta in like the Marriott, the Hyatt, uh, maybe there's another hotel in there. Uh, America's Mart. When you go, be prepared to do some walking because <laughs> there's some walking to be done at, the, at, at this convention. Now, fortunately, I was able to meet uh, Nuligan this year and Christopher Yuminga, so it wasn't it was is a good. Good trip. Oh, also met uh, Jason Wires, or went to Jason Wires Productions booth, and they had the new Tweeterhead Superpower statues on display. Now they had Green Lantern, Starfire, and Martian Manhunter in their prototype forms on display. So n- no paints, just a gray three D rendering, sculpt- sculpted rendering there on display. Let me tell you, if you haven't seen these in person, go definitely go check one, check some of these out. They are absolutely gorgeous, man. They they look fine. The ones, the completed versions they had on display were the Joker, uh, Harley Quinn, uh, the um, Lou and Bud hyena statue that go with Harley Quinn. It was on display, and a brand new Batman, never seen before Batman statue. Basically, it's based on the superpowers Batman that has that Paul Harding sculpted that we've already seen, but this one, instead of the oval yellow bat symbol, it just had the regular black bat on the chest and a different belt, um, which gives it the more modern Batman look. These statues look absolutely perfect. I, I, I'm i convinced. I'm going to, I think this year, I'm going to throw down some money on some of these statues because, to me, there is no... 1/6 scale comic accurate statue line going right now that really that really uh feeds me like some stuff in the past used to. Bowen Designs if if you used to collect Marvel stuff, Bowen Designs put out the most perfect statue line ever. They had 1/6 scale statues and 1/6 scale minibust all based on Marvel characters. For the most part, they they did a little uh, third party uh, characters here and there. But for the most part, it was all Marvel. And those things to this day are still some of the best looking statues you will ever see. Tweeterhead has really decided to up their game and say, hey, let's try to do it like Bowen did. I'm not saying they're copying Bowen, but... They're doing a, a fantastic job of replicating the uh, the aesthetics of the statue that he did. You know, the museum pose, the or if it was an action posed, it was dynamite action, dynamite action, and they're really doing a good job at at creating something that that looks good together on a shelf. Uh, so far in their Superpowers line, they have released or. Have, solic- have solicited um, the Joker, Harley Quinn, Martian Manhunter, Green Lantern, Starfire, Batman, Supergirl, uh, I, f- I believe Superman, I can't remember, I think it was Superman, and it seems like there was somebody else, but I can't remember off the top of my head. And these were all at Jason Wires Productions booth. And what he does basically is he does painted prototypes for all sorts of companies, sideshow Tweeterhead, DC collectibles. Um, he also does three D renderings and castings and moldings, things of that nature. So he he works for everybody, and he had his booth display. Uh, he had his display there at Dragon Con with with some of Tweeterhead's heads new stuff coming up. Absolutely gorgeous. So um then I walked over to Newligan's booth. Um met him. He's a really really cool dude. Hopefully we're gonna have him on the podcast soon. Uh and uh he had some of his artist alley uh pieces on display from this coming up from DC Collectibles. He had Batman and Nightwing. And uh I can't say enough how I love this artist alley's line artist alley line of statues. Now this past solicitation, there was some that I didn't care for. That's gonna be uh, that's, that's I think that's gonna be the norm from here on out because art is, you know, good art is left up to the viewer's interpretation. You know, what I think is good, you may not think is is good. Um, what I think's bad, you may not think's bad. I think that the stuff that Yaminga and Nulligan are putting out are absolutely gorgeous. Now. I first met Yuminga back on uh, statueforum.com probably, oh, early, uh, let's see, 2010, 2011-ish. And he was putting out art similar to what he does today and, you know, selling artwork on the forum there. And it was gorgeous, gorgeous artwork. And uh, so I have an appreciation for that. Nuligan, his art is right up my alley. I like that style of art. Now, the, the last guy, I think Bedford, in the solicitations was just a different take on the characters as opposed to a different art style. It was more like Batman is a bat, Robin is a Robin, Penguin is a Penguin, which I really dug that Penguin Penguin one, Catwoman's cat. So, not my faves. Nuligan Yaminga, those Artist Alley pieces are tight. Very tight. You definitely want to pick those up, those vinyl pieces Highly recommend those. Um, Dragon Con as a whole. You can't really experience it in one day. If if you go, go multiple days. Go multiple days. And go ahead and buy your tickets in advance. It, if you don't buy your tickets in advance, you're going to spend a lot of time in line. Especially on the big day Saturday. Lying out the door trying to get tickets for that day. So I highly recommend... And and if you're buying single day tickets, you can only buy them at the door. You can't order them online. So I highly recommend you go ahead, you pre-order for next year, get those those uh, uh, c- packages in advance. So you, so you'll have your tickets and you're ready to go, and you don't have to sit in line. Um, panels are fairly easy to get into. Uh, Walk of Fame, which features lots and lots of of famous pop culture people that, that you'll want to get autographs from, uh, from a DC fans perspective, you had, uh, John Barrowman there, you had Tom Welling, you had Michael Rosenbaum, you had, uh, a majority of the cast of Black Lightning there. You had, oh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember off, off the top of my head. I I, I should have made notes, but unfortunately I didn't. Uh, there were several others, but I can't, I I just can't remember. Tara Strong was there. I remember, you know, the voice of Raven off Teen Titans Go. And I'm sure there were, there were others. I just, like I said, I just can't remember off the, off the top of my head. Um, I did actually walk right by Lou Ferrigno in the hotel and dude, he, he's 65, I believe, but is still in insane shape. I didn't realize how big he is. And you don't realize how big he is until you get up right beside him, super tall, super muscular, Woo! he's huge. I saw uh Ric Flair and Sting, if you're a fan of uh eighties wrestling like like I used to be a fan of of eighties wrestling uh kind of cool to see those guys there, and uh just lots of you know they're marvel people there, and I hate to talk about Marvel on the podcast, but you had uh uh Mike uh what's his name? Coltier from power from Luke Cage, he was there. Uh I think maybe uh the 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 woman who plays Wasp was there as well in Ant Man and the Wasp, uh Evangeline Lilly, I uh, don't quote me on that one. I think she might have been there too. But you can go in there, get get autographs and they range from you know forty to own up, get get photos with those people, you know, selfies, whatever. Um, and just a, just a really cool time. Just a really cool time there. And then of course, there's just, just the people watching because there are so many cosplay people there. You literally could just sit in the hotel lobby for about an hour, go to the Marriott, sit in the hotel lobby for about an hour and just watch because there's so many cool and unique costumes that that these people come up with, I wish I was half as talented as some of these people because they make some really, really nice costumes. Um, but it was a really fun time. I really had a good time uh, with with some of the friends th- that went with me that went with me. Um, so it was a good time. It was a good good time at Dragon Con. went to uh, the comic and art alley. And I didn't have time to speak to George Perez, but I did see him from a distance and I was like, Oh, I wish I had time to go see him. The guy who drew teen Titans and in, in the JLA for so long, but I did uh he, he was of course surrounded by people. So I, I didn't want, especially since I wasn't buying anything that day, I didn't want to waste his time. Uh, but maybe next year, maybe next year I'll get to see him. There's, and, and this year, it seems like there was a, a lot of big time comic artists there as opposed to years past. I was really I was pleasantly surprised at the number of of artists in attendance and uh, and just the the stuff for sale on, on, you know, the stuff for sale at the at the artist booths was just fantastic. If you went down the floor, uh, UD replicas had a display there as well. If you're for not, if you're not familiar with them, they have just gone above and beyond creating replica costumes for DC movies and DC TV shows. So they had from the, the CW flash, they had the flashes outfit. They had reverse flash. Um, they had uh, white canaries outfit. Um, from the movie side, they had the Flash, they had uh Nightmare Batman costume, they had a Wonder Woman costume, they had shoes on display, cause, so they make custom shoes as well, like a, a pair of Man of Steel Superman shoes, uh, some Batman shoes, some Flash shoes from, from the movie, uh, just custom made and they've looked like cool tennis shoes, not like boots or anything that go with a costume. These are actually cool tennis shoe looking shoes. So awesome display there. It was good to meet those people and just see these costumes in person, be able to touch them, feel them, and see the quality that goes into the production of these, of these costumes and these shoes. I know they cost a pretty penny. Well worth it, in my opinion. Well worth it. You definitely want to check those out. Also, there was a good selection. Uh, well... I say good selection. There was a good selection of cosplay vendors if you're into that. I'm not a big cosplayer, so that's not me. I would have rather seen more comic book dealers, more toy dealers, th- things of that nature. But the cosplay vendors really take center stage here. So you have various, in between three and four and five cosplay dealers, you'll have a vintage or a toy dealer. Uh, and then you know, three rows down, you might have a comic dealer, but not as many as I would have liked to have seen. Just, uh, I, I was definitely disappointed. I was going for some vintage Superpower stuff. Nobody had any vintage Superpowers. Uh, vintage much of anything. Lots of Funko Pops to be had. Lots of Marvel Legends to be had. Um, and there was some quite a bit of uh, DC collectibles. Uh, product on display as well which surprised me uh so i i don't know what some of the vendors were going for but in terms of sales i'm assuming they've been there before and know what their target mark audience likes so i'm assuming that's why they brought what they did then there is the uh, gaming section which is in another building in america's Mart, where you they you know they have a little section where you can like for free, pick out a little miniature and paint it up. to give you some painting experience on gaming miniatures. Uh, they even have all different sections for different types of games: miniature games, uh, board games, role playing games. Anything you want to do, video. Ga- a whole another room dedicated to uh, video games, whether it's arcade, you know, stand up machines, PC gaming, console gaming. Whatever. You could just meet your friends and have a day of it there. Just, just a whole building full of that stuff. So really, really cool for there. So, so so basically Dragon Con has a little bit of everything for you. If you're not totally into one thing, they're going to have something else for you that, that would be cool and interesting to see and do. So I highly suggest next year, go ahead. When the tickets go up for pre-order, pre-order your tickets. You definitely want to be at Dragon Con. It's uh, it was a little crowded this year. So Dragon Con is definitely getting bigger and bigger each and every year. The earlier you, you start preparing for it, the better, (laughs) the better. Uh, But Dragon Con 2019, I'm definitely looking forward to you. Can't wait to, uh, to visit you again. And hopefully, hopefully, we uh we can get some of those d c e u people in there for autographs and panels. I'm looking at you henry Cavill and ezra miller I uh, really want to uh boost that at dragon con so maybe some of the dragon con people will hear this and work do work their magic to get some of these characters some of these actors into uh into the mix all right so this week I didn't read. Any comics. I take that back. I take that back. I read the Joker-Daffy Duck crossover. I'm not going to say the art was bad or the writing was bad. Because it's just not. It's just not my cup of tea. So, I didn't finish the book. It's just me. I'm more of a... I want to read the DC universe. To me, this takes place not even on a different Earth, so to speak. This is just, let's put two characters together and call it a comic. Same reason why I don't read the Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle crossovers. They just don't interest me. I want to read the DC Universe and what drives and moves forward those stories. To me, uh, this this just doesn't do anything for me. Not saying, like I'm saying, I'm not saying they're bad comics I'm in it for the story and the story doesn't go anywhere for me. So um, I tried reading it and I just put it down and nothing really interested me much this week in terms of comics from DC. So what I did was just open up my justice league international omnibus and continued reading where I left off in that. And I was, that gave me my comic uh, feel for the week. So If I have to say, my pick of the week is go get Justice League International Omnibus Number 1, Volume 1. Do yourself a favor, go get that. It's great. Can't go wrong with that one. Can't go wrong with that at all. Let's talk a little DC movie news slash regular news. I don't know another word for it, so we're calling it regular news. Um, it seems that Joaquin Phoenix is in New York City ahead of his September 10th start date for The Joker. So it looks like he's the, he's there early getting ready to start filming that movie. And hopefully we'll have some, some reports, since it's in New York, we'll have some reports or pictures or images coming from the set as soon as they are available. That's it for the DC movie news. So, so... <laughs> that's the biggest news that I could come up with for the weekend of, of movie news is that joaquin Phoenix is on set ready to go he's ready to go some uh, to me bigger news is that DC announced a release date for their streaming app and I shouldn't call it streaming app it should just be called app for the DC Universe app it will be released on Batman Day September 15th Unfortunately, Titans won't be ready to go until October. I was really hoping we were going to get Titans with the release, but apparently that's not going to happen. We have to wait just a few weeks to get that. Uh, and also, some casting news for the upcoming Doom Patrol TV series. Alan Tudyk has been cast as the villain, Doctor—I mean Mr. Nobody, and also Brendan Fraser has been cast as Robot Man. He will apparently be providing the voice of Robot Man as well as doing some flashback scenes uh, before he became all Robot man You know? Um, so that's pretty interesting news. Again, not that much in the way of uh, DC TV movie news this week. It's kind of the calm before the storm. We're gearing up for a fall release of all the new CW TV series. So, you know, we here in the next couple of weeks, we should really start seeing casting news and, and, and things of that nature gearing up for the release of the first episodes of the upcoming seasons on all that stuff, as well as some of the DC universe app TV shows. Other than that, it was a good week. It was a tiring week. Dragon Con really takes it out of you. Yeah, lots and lots of walking. But lots to see and lots to do as well. Again, I highly recommend if you haven't been to a Dragon Con and you're in the Southeast, next year, make it a priority to go to Dragon Con just to see what all the hubbub's about. Alright, so if you want to talk to us in between episodes, you can uh, find us at dccollectors.com and if you want to reach out and email us, uh, go to slash contact-us that's slash contact-us um, and you can uh, fill out the little form there with a message and let us know your thoughts on DC TV, movie, toys, comics, all that kind of good stuff. Um, you can find us on Twitter at DC Collectors and same thing, Instagram at DC Collectors. Uh, we're always there ready to to hear what you have to say about the DC collecting toy business um, and as always if you want to uh, ask us some questions shoot it up shoot it to us use that contact us page and uh, we will try to read those questions on air all right in your um, in your travels this week I've already told you something cool to pick up which was uh, the Justice League International omnibus but I'm going to say if you haven't done so yet make your way to a store to see one of these artist alley uh yuminga uh vinyl figures Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, whatever, so even some of the variants like Lex Luthor and the Joker. Make your way, try to find some of those see them in person, see them for yourself and and you decide whether you should drop a few um, bucks on one or not, because they do really look really cool. All right. Until next week. Peace.